Welcome to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Your hosts are Becky Olson and Sharon Hennepin. Our show is here to help breast cancer patients, survivors, their friends and family with the resources, support, and inspiration they can use right now. Here are your hosts, Sharon and Becky. Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. I'm Sharon Hennepin. I'm a 24-year breast cancer survivor, a certified life coach, and the author of my new book, Thriving Beyond Cancer. And my name is Becky Olson. I'm a four-time, and as of yesterday, a 22-year survivor of advanced stage breast cancer. I'm also a motivational speaker, a speaker mentor, and the author of The Hat That Saved My Life. And Sharon and I are also the co-founders of Breast Friends. And we got a really fun show um, today. (laughs) We have somebody very special from our Portland office. Um, So uh, we're we're just going to kind of jump right into it. Usually we do a little inspirational moment, but we don't want to take up any time from this awesome person. So our guest today is Daria Eliuk, and she has been everything from the voice of Portland to Portland's favorite radio personality (laughs) to Portland's most recently unemployed radio personality. She's funny. (laughs) She's passionate. She's also very honest, as you can tell. Um, She is sensual, and she's a huge supporter of Breast Friends. And we just want to give you a heartwarming welcome, Daria. Thanks for joining our show today. Uh, Hi, you guys. It's good to talk to you again. I'm Daria Elliott. I'm I'm not a a cancer survivor myself. I have... uh, I've been touched and affected by the disease with um, the survival and the loss of many people in my group of friends and family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's tough. And it seems like cancer touches pretty much everybody at some point, you know, in their life. Um, Daria, why don't you just take a minute before we get into kind of the really nitty gritty of our show today and, and tell us a little bit about you, talk, you know, how long you were in radio, other media, your family, just let us, let our audience get to know you a little bit. Sure. Um, well, I came out to Portland, Oregon in 1989 from Casper, Wyoming. I came out here to go to Reed College and, uh, I've been in, I was in Portland radio for 20 years Almost to the day, um, actually it would be 21 years to the day tomorrow, wow. uh, I started on my birthday in 1997, and uh, I stayed with the same radio company the entire time, and then my TV stints were kind of brief. I find radio much more uh, comforting and, and uh, intimate than TV. Also, I have... I have an over-animated face, <laughs> um, which is good, which is good for stage, but not for for screen, um, because I'll I'll overreact and look cartoonish and Mr. Bean like. So so TV, I was always hyper 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 conscious of that. Um, but I did work at Portland's WB in right around 1999 for a couple years, and then for. I don't remember the channel. It was like um, Channel 13, UPN maybe, for about uh, two years also. Okay. And so um, family-wise, I have a beautiful, beautiful son. We have, my husband Dallas always um, 
takes issue when I say I have a son. Uh, I have a, a gorgeous, gorgeous husband that I, that I did meet through TV. I interviewed him, so we have our first ever meeting on DVD. And he's a retired lacrosse player. Oh, and uh, we live in southeast Portland in a beautiful old, 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 old house. Well, I've met your son, and I can see why you would want to take credit for him because he is absolutely <laughs> adorable. <laughs> really, cute. he does so look I, like me. I want to point out, yes. doesn't he? He does. He does, and and probably with those expressions as well. I haven't seen him all yet, but yeah. Oh my gosh, it's so true. Face. Well, say I, I kind of almost missed this, but it is your birthday tomorrow, right? Did you just say that? It is my birthday tomorrow. Happy birthday, Happy kiddo. Birthday. <laughs> I would sing to you right now, you. but you wouldn't want that. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, Dari, yeah, I got to um, say, when we first met to, you. We go to Cannon um, Beach every year for a couple of days. Oh, I'm sorry. Say that again. We go to the beautiful um, Cannon Beach for a couple of oh. days each year on my birthday. And this year, it looks like it's going to be gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it well. is. It is. My husband proposed to me on that coastline and we fell in love at Cannon Beach. So I totally get the romance of going back there. That's pretty cool. <laughs> That's oh, pretty yeah. cool. Well, listen, kiddo, when we first met you, I have to say I was a little intimidated. You were the host of the Daria, Mitch, and Ted show at The Buzz here in Portland. It's one of Portland's biggest stations, and, you know, it's right on at drive time, and everybody knows you, and you were just this huge name for us. And and when we when we met you, it was pretty amazing, but we kind of came up with this long-shot idea, and that was to ask you if you would consider being the MC at our big fundraiser that we do every year. And it was a long shot. I had no idea what you would say when we asked you that. This was two years ago now. And for some crazy reason or another, you said yes. <laughs> I was like, wow, that is so cool. So I got to ask you, what made you decide to do that for us? You really didn't know us very well or know of us, but something made you say yes. What was that about? Well, um, just to go back a bit to your statement, I, th- I think you will both agree that that sense of astonishment fades pretty quickly. Uh, it's, <laughs> That's I, I, not it, you true don't know. It's, it's still I there. You're, you're still the mystery woman. Fabulous personality. <laughs> I, you are, and our audience I th- loves I don't, you. I don't ever think of. I mean, it's just um, it's just a job, and I think that anyone that works in any sort of media that um, that sets themselves as some sort of separate and special person is, um, has something broken in, inside them. It's just, uh, especially radio, which is just, it's just you in a room with your buddies, you know? Right. Um, and the, the, I'm just very, very, very fortunate to be able to utilize that job to connect with a lot of people at the same time. But, um, with, uh, first a couple things first with, with charities, um, I don't have a ton of money, but I do have time. So that's my preferred method of donation. So I try to say yes to charities whenever I can. Um, yours is so particularly wonderful. I don't see how I could have the arrogance to turn it down. Um, also, I learned very quickly at our first meeting there at the Hawaiian restaurant that you just don't, you just don't say no to Becky. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, I'm gonna have to use that sometime. I don't think everybody else knows that. <laughs> Daria said no one says no to Becky. <laughs> I don't believe that for uh, a second. That's, that's funny. Funny. <laughs> You know, well, the thing is the, the thing is about um that personality thing you were talking about, I, I look at it as one of your amazing gifts. Obviously you have a sense of humor. 
you have the ability to be able to connect with people in a very real, authentic way. And so to me, yes, you know, you're not bigger than life. But at the same time, because you are so well known in our area, uh, I think that does give that persona. But as soon as we get to know you on on any other level, um, we realize how authentic and real you really are. So we appreciate that. Yeah. Um, It's very sweet of you to say. And I... uh... I take my greatest joy from people and their, their stories and their, uh, their loveliness in their hearts. So to have had a job for so long that enables me to connect with, with so many wonderful folks, especially in this area, is a, a great gift to myself. Yeah, definitely. So as our MC, because you've done that now for the last couple of years, um, you are so passionate. And so do you want to explain your connection to cancer to us? Well, yeah, um, part of that, uh, the passion I feel at your events is, I think, I think I I would feel even if I did not have a connection to cancer, because as you guys know firsthand, it's a, it's a joyful, joyful, exciting event, um, the people that are gathered there have this sort of, uh, in love and energy and intensity and enthusiasm. It's very, very contagious. You guys always make sure that the, the area feels both safe and beautiful and sort of enchanted. And um, I love a big band, and you often have that there. <laughs> I love the, the bearded Scotsman. It just it reverberates with a lot of, of comfort and joy and togetherness. And I think in that environment, it's very, very easy to feel passionate and excited. Oh, you know as what, far as I, my connection to, uh, to cancer, I lost my uh, beloved aunt, Barbara. She passed away, oh my goodness, it's been a long time, probably 20 years ago or more. Um, and uh, I lost my beloved stepdad, Charles, to the disease as well. My best friend is a two-time cancer survivor. So there's also that perspective on uh, what it's like to love someone that has been through it and how it changes them and how their life is forever different afterwards. Mm-hmm. It really is, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and and... On that same kind of note, um, something recently happened to you. You lost your job. And I know that is a, um, it's not a cancer uh, diagnosis, but it can be pretty traumatic. I, I, I believe I dealt with it much, much, much worse than my friend who's a cancer survivor. I had um, I'd worked in the same, for the same company for, since, I was, since the day I turned 27. And... Um, I just, of course, I, I know that it happens, but I was so deeply ensconced for so long um, that it, it, it sounds, I don't know if it sounds ego-driven or, or naive, but I, it just never occurred to me. Right. Um, it truly didn't that I could just one day be fired. So... Uh, it was paralyzing. I had had this identity 
first of all, I, I loved it. I loved it. I got to um, connect with the amazing friends in Portland every single day. I got to write and tell stories, which is a huge, huge pleasure and passion. And to have that suddenly one day be gone, uh, I didn't know uh, who or what I was afterwards. This was, yeah. My identity was so caught up in that job that when it abruptly ended, I had known what I was supposed to do every day of my life. I knew what my role was, and I knew what my duties were, and I knew I could do them. And to, to suddenly not have any of that was, yeah. um, was terrifying. Well, and, and again, when our identities are so connected to anything outside of us, uh, I think that's really what happens. I actually had a, a patient um, many years ago now, but um, I remember the thought of going through a cancer diagnosis meant losing her breast, losing her mm. hair to her. And that's all she could see. And her identity was so caught up on her physical appearance that she literally could not could not go through the cancer treatment uh, that was being prescribed for her. And she instead chose to, um, I guess, drink herself <laughs> into oblivion for a while and woke up uh, a year and a half later, literally, and... Uh, decided to go ahead and get into treatment for whatever reason. And ironically, she died six months later uh, with one breast and bald. So, I'm so yeah. sorry. I, I know. But, but again, that is how deeply entrenched our identity can be wrapped around something that is outside of ourselves. And whether it's a job or our bodies or... Uh, a concept, um, you know, even even being uh, a mom. As much mm -hmm. as I love being a mom, but if if something horrible happened to your children and then you couldn't move on from that, so it happens to all of us, honey. And I'm sorry, I'm sorry it happened to you in this way, but um, it is an interesting kind of a transition for us to kind of become aware of and then hopefully find the tools to be able to keep moving. I do want to say that, especially in view of your analogy, I fully realize there are uh, uh, that in the ways that count, I'm very, very fortunate, and there are people that have it much, much worse than me. Um, I think a, a big part of it was um, I'm there are a lot of part there are a lot of parts to it. I'm I'm naturally um, a little bit shy. I have some social anxiety and. The, the unique job that I had enabled me to uh, connect with so many people in a very um, sort of safe way. Mm -hmm. uh, there was a back and forth between myself and my audience friends, um, but it was also sort of enclosed and, and not anonymous, but you know what I mean. Right, and I very, felt safe. That very safe, very uh safe. -huh. Except for my, my husband and son, and my immediate, like, tightest friends, I'd suddenly um, lost everyone I knew. Right, right. Well, and your you know, platform. And your platform, yeah. really. Yeah, it's just, it just changes so many things. But, Daria, the one thing I really noticed, and I, and I think this was so amazing, 
you know, you, you've been very vo- vocal about your experience. And I, you know, I really honor that because that's not easy for, for some people to do. They'd rather just kind of crawl in, in, in the background and not let anybody know what happened. But you've got a huge fan base on Facebook and you've been very willing to kind of share your heart and, you know, the kind of the difficulty. And it felt to me as I'm reading some of these comments, um, the entire, I think you had the entire city of Portland <laughs> kind of supporting you during, during a lot of this. And, and that, I mean, I, that was pretty amazing to see that it really was. And I, I was so happy for you that you had that, you know, a lot of the women we work with that go through this trauma of cancer, they don't, they have no friends, they just have nobody. So, you know, I guess, like you said, you put things in perspective and it kind of becomes all relative at some point in time. But you right. really you really have been a, light, a shining light in Portland. You know, we're going to go out to break in a couple minutes. But before we do, I have to share something that happened last night. Um, I shared this with you before we went live, but I thought this was pretty cool. You know, we talk about you being our MC, and of course, you're going to do it again for us. And we're very excited. And last night, I was at the big band practice listening to them. And one of the fellows in the back, he's one of the trumpet players, said, hey, is that MC lady going to be there? Was her name Daria? And I said, oh, yeah. And, and he goes, oh, my gosh, you guys are going to love her, all you new people. You, you need to come. She was funny and charming, and you made you made the night. So I think I thought that was pretty pretty awesome. You have so, to point it. It's trust trust a brass guy. You have to yeah. point him out to me, and I'll I'll. But don't tell him you told me anything, and I'll okay. I'll embarrass him good. Oh, I think that's <laughs> delightful. <laughs> so I tell you what, I'm going to wear a sign that says, "How can you say no to me?" And you're <laughs> going to wear you're going to wear a sign that says, "I am amazingly awesome." <laughs> the brass oh guy no, 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 so. no 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 no! Can wear your sign. <laughs> Well, I know when we come back from um, from our break, we still have another minute or so, but we're going to kind of talk a little bit about, you know, what life was like in that moment and, you know, all of those kinds sure. of things. So and we'll what happens do- next? Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, so that's it's, the biggest uh, piece of it, too, is, you know, okay, these, these uh, uh, moments in time, uh, events in life happen to all of us in, in different ways. And so really knowing what to do with that is really yeah. the, the key, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm trusting you girls to, to tell me the answer. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, listen, we are going to go out to break, so stay tuned. We'll be back in a minute. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Thank you for listening today. Breast Friends needs your support. We rely on donations to keep our doors open and to keep this radio program alive. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can visit us at breastfriends.org. You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon. Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. For Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio, visit breastfriends.org and contribute today. When was the last time you felt free? It's time to uncover that feeling again with the compassion of a cross and shield and the power of a card that opens doors to the best hospitals and medical centers in all 50 states. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are tuned in to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. To reach the program today, please call us at 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to becky at breastfriends.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to our program. We've been talking to Daria Eliuk, and she's the top uh, media personality in Portland about life transitions and what happens when life throws you a curveball. So on the first segment, we were talking about how you had 20 years in radio and then boom, found yourself unemployed. So let's kind of just pick up where we left off there. So what was life like at that moment? Oh, um, I had a lot of, I had a lot of disbelief because there were, there was sort of like, um, some, I'm being very careful because of litigiousness. Um, (laughs) there were some things involved to where, and, and when it, when a contract ends and so on. You sometimes wonder, are we playing hardball? Is, is this a weird sort of financial concession thing? And it, so it, it, there was a lot of disbelief at first, and, and I had been there so long um, and, and been so established uh, that I thought I was just in, in denial. For you know, they, I was like, there's some mistake. Um, and then I also had reason to believe very strongly that there was a there was a different radio job that I could assimilate into very easily. So neither of those things happened. And I um I'm I'm sort of ashamed to admit that I I really withdrew a, a lot. I um I I was in a I'm I'm sort of, I'm prone to depression and anxiety already. I've been um in therapy for that and medicated for that since my um, college years, but it just all sort of um, yeah. resurfaced. I'm sure. <laughs> like I, uh, I couldn't. I became very fearful. Uh, I had a intense dread and panic. It was very, very hard to leave uh, the house. I felt profound uh, shame, um, mm-hmm. and. I felt, I don't know if this makes sense, but I felt horridly aware of my age. And I, the thought of having to start all over again, right. where before I thought I was going to, I knew what I was going to be doing for the rest of my life. Yeah, I thought yeah. that's impossible. I can't well, do it. 
And what's interesting, what you're describing is like the stages of grief. I, I, I'm waiting for you to say I was really pissed off, too. <laughs> Have you gone to that? Oh, yeah, there yet? was. I mean, there was there was plenty of that. And unfortunately, I no longer had a, a verbal platform to express right. that, that rage in a hopefully humorous way. Well, express so, yeah, away, I, dear. Um, You've got us today. <laughs> But you're no, right. but I mean, you know, I just the reality that I know. You know I know it sounds weird, but um, a lot of my rage, uh, just because of whatever, was was self directed. Um, I yeah. felt that I, I, you know, I look back and try to imagine anything that I couldn't have could have done differently, or or could have or concessions I could have made. But I also realized that um, that corporate business is corporate business. Exactly. They at, at the end of the day. They have to do what they feel is correct for a very, very large company. Um, and I felt very naive and ridiculous for not having anticipated this ever, and especially for not having an exit strategy. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Well, and again, then then that's when we say, you know, what have I done? What what could I have done differently? Um, it's my fault. Uh, you know, all these things, like you said, that feeling the shame of 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 not having your contract renewed. I mean, those kinds of things are we we take them internally, uh, not unlike having a cancer diagnosis. I mean, it's, I imagine it's you think of, about. You know, I'm, oh, it's lifestyle choices. It's this. It's exactly. You know, you know if I'd lived in this part of the oh, I, world I took, or whatever, took, yeah, I understand right. that. I took birth control pills. I drank that diet coke. I eat too much sweets. I whatever, what you know, and and the reality is, like corporate America making a decision like this, we get cancer and we can't really come up with a good reason. We can't really come up with the real why. And I think that's why it's so self-directed sometimes, uh, that, that, uh, that guilt and shame and all that stuff that we go through. And then, of course, feeling our age. Well, that's definitely <laughs> something that we all are going through. I mean, you know, whether you're 30, 40, 50, 60 or, and up, it doesn't matter how old you are. It's like Wow, it it takes away your innocence. It takes away your um, ability to really trust in in a lot of ways. Um, so yeah, it is it is kind of not that much different in many ways. There was a yeah. huge amount of of trust involved, and then I would think, darling, that um, that if you were a person that led a a, a determinedly I don't know if that's a word, like, uh, like a lifestyle specifically to avoid cancer and disease. And then it freaking happened anyway, which happens all the time. Every day. Um, yep. Yep. We've met you, marathon you just, runners. You would just you feel know. like this is not how, this is not how it's. Platform and your platform yeah. really. Yeah. It's just, it just changes so many things. But Daria, the one thing I really noticed and I, and I think this was so amazing you know, you, you've been very vo vocal about your experience, and I, you know, I really honor that because that's not easy for for some people to do. They'd rather just kind of crawl in, in in the background and not let anybody know what happened. But 
you've got a huge fan base on Facebook and you've been very willing to kind of share your heart and, you know, the kind of the difficulty. And it felt to me as I'm reading some of these comments, um, the entire, I think you had the entire city of Portland <laughs> kind of supporting you during, during a lot of this. And, and that, I mean, I, that was pretty amazing to see that. It really was. And I, I was so happy for you that you had that. You know, a lot of the women we work with that go through this trauma of cancer, they don't, they have no friends. They just have nobody. So, you know, I guess, like you said, you put things in perspective and it kind of becomes all relative at some point in time. But you right. really, you really have been a, light, a shining light in Portland. You know, we're going to go out to break in a couple minutes. But before we do, I have to share something that happened last night. Um, I shared this with you before we went live, but I thought this was pretty cool. You know, we talk about you being our MC, and of course, you're going to do it again for us, and we're very excited. And last night, I was at the big band practice listening to them, and one of the fellows in the back, he's one of the trumpet players, said, hey, is that MC lady going to be there? Was her name Daria? And I said, oh, yeah. And, and he goes, oh, my gosh, you guys are going to love her, all you new people. You you need to come. She was funny and charming, and you made you made the night. So I think I thought that was pretty pretty awesome. You have so, to point it. It's trust trust a brass guy. You have to yeah. point him out to me, and I'll I'll. But don't tell I'll, him you told me anything, and I'll okay. I'll embarrass him good. Oh, I think that's <laughs> delightful. <laughs> so I tell you what, I'm going to wear a sign that says, "How can you say no to me?" And you're <laughs> going to wear you're going to wear a sign that says, "I am amazingly awesome." <laughs> the brass oh no no no, so. no 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 no! You can wear your sign. <laughs> Well, I know when we come back from um, from our break, we still have another minute or so, but we're going to kind of talk a little bit about, you know, what life was like in that moment and, you know, all of those kinds sure. of things. So and we'll what happens do- next? Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, so that's it's, the biggest uh, piece of it, too, is, you know, okay, these, these uh, uh, moments in time, uh, events in life happen to all of us in, in different ways. And so really knowing what to do with that is really yeah. the, the key, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm trusting you girls to, to tell me the answer. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, listen, we are going to go out to break, so stay tuned. We'll be back in a minute. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Thank you for listening today. Breast Friends needs your support. We rely on donations to keep our doors open and to keep this radio program alive. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can visit us at breastfriends.org. You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon. Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel for Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Visit breastfriends.org and contribute today. When was the last time you felt free? It's time to uncover that feeling again with the compassion of a cross and shield and the power of a card that opens doors to the best hospitals and medical centers in all 50 states. Giving you the freedom to love, to dream, to dance like no one is watching. Regions Blue Cross Blue Shield. Live fearless. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are tuned into Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. To reach the program today, please call us at 1 866 472 5792. Again, that's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to Becky at breastfriends.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to our program. We've been talking to Daria Eliuk, and she's the top uh, media personality in Portland about life transitions and what happens when life throws you a curveball. So on the first segment, we were talking about how you had 20 years in radio and then, boom, found yourself right. unemployed. So let's kind of just pick up where we left off there. So what was life like at that moment? Uh, <laughs> um, I had a lot of, I had a lot of disbelief because there were, there were sort of like, um, some, I'm being very careful because of litigiousness. Um, sure. <laughs> there were some things involved to where, and, and when it, when a contract ends and so on, you sometimes wonder, are we playing hardball? Is, is this a weird sort of financial concession thing? And it's so it, it, there was a lot of disbelief at first, and, and I had been there so long um, and, and been so established uh, that I thought I was just in, in denial. for you know they, I was like, there's some mistake. Um, and then I also had reason to believe very strongly that there was a there was a different radio job that I could assimilate into very easily. So neither of those things happened. And I um I'm I'm sort of ashamed to admit that I I really withdrew a, a lot. I um I I was in a I'm I'm sort of, I'm prone to depression and anxiety already. I've been um in therapy for that and medicated for that since my um, college years, but it just all sort of um, yeah. resurfaced. I'm sure. <laughs> in shock. Like I, uh, I couldn't. I became very fearful. Uh, I had a intense dread and panic. It was very very hard to leave uh, the house. I felt profound uh, shame, um, mm-hmm. and. I felt, I don't know if this makes sense, but I felt horridly aware of my age. And I, the thought of having to start all over again, right. where before I thought I was going to, I knew what I was going to be doing for the rest of my life. Yeah. I thought yeah. that's impossible. I can't well, do it. And what's interesting, what you're describing is like the stages of grief. I, I, I'm waiting for you to say I was really pissed off too. <laughs> 
Have you gone to that? Oh yeah, there was. I mean, there was. There was plenty of that, and unfortunately, I no longer had a, a verbal platform to express right. that, that rage in a hopefully humorous way. Well, so, express yeah, away, I, dear. Um, You've got us today. <laughs> but you're no, right. but I mean, you know, I just the reality that I know. You know I know it sounds weird, but um, a lot of my rage, uh, just because of whatever, was was self directed. Um, I yeah. felt that. I, I, you know, I look back and try to imagine anything that I couldn't have, could have done differently or, or, could have, or concessions I could have made. But I also realized that, um, that corporate business is corporate business. Exactly. They, at, at the end of the day, they have to do what they feel is correct for a very, very large company. Um, and I felt very naive and ridiculous for not having anticipated this ever and especially for not having an exit strategy <laughs> right right well and again then then that's when we say you know what have i done what what could i have done differently um it's my fault uh you know all these things like you said that feeling the shame of 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 not having your contract renewed i mean those kinds of things are we we take them internally uh, not unlike having a cancer diagnosis i mean it's i imagine you think of, about you know, I'm, oh, it's lifestyle choices, it's this, it's, exactly. you know, you know if I'd lived I in this part of the oh, I, world I took, or whatever. I took, yeah, I understand right. that. I took birth control pills, I drank that Diet Coke, I ate too much sweets, I, whatever, whatever you know, and, and the reality is, like corporate America making a decision like this, we get cancer and we can't really come up with a good reason. We can't really come up with the real why. And I think that's why it's so self-directed sometimes, uh, that, that, uh, that guilt and shame and all that stuff that we go through. And then, of course, feeling our age. Well, that's definitely <laughs> something that we all are going through. I mean, you know, whether you're 30, 40, 50, 60, or, and up, it doesn't matter how old you are. It's like wow, it, it takes away your innocence. It takes away your um, ability to really trust in, in a lot of ways. Um, so yeah, it is, it is kind of not that much different in many ways. There was a yeah. huge amount of, of trust involved. And then I would think, darling, that, um, that if you were a person that led a, a, a determinedly... I don't know if that's a word, like, uh, like a lifestyle specifically to avoid cancer and disease. And then it freaking happened anyway, which happens all the time. Every day. Um, yep. Yep. We've met you, marathon you would, you would runners. Just, you would just you feel know. like this is not how, this is not how it's supposed to work. Exactly. And exactly. how can I, how can I redefine what my daily life is going to be like? And with 20 years in radio, uh, a very successful show, uh, people recognize you and, and, and engaging with you, why would, why would you think that that would come to an end? So, yeah, I, I can see some so many parallels. Uh, but I've been, um, I've been very, very 
lucky in the the grand scheme um, because I do have, and of course you know how vitally important this is, I do have a, a close and loving and patient and supportive family. Um, I've been incredibly blessed in large part due to that 20 years in radio to have met, whether on social media or in person, a, a staggering number of incredible loving souls who have, um, have kept me afloat with encouragement and with love that is very much um, reciprocated. I feel that the amount of beautiful people that I've been able to uh, now call friends is uh, a, a tremendous, tremendous gift. Yeah. And and that's what's funny, too, is it's amazing. A terrible thing can happen to our life, whether it's cancer or losing our job or any other terrible thing. And if we look hard enough, there are blessings that come out of it. You know, Sharon, I wanted to kind of share a little a little moment here because, you know, you guys are, this is a wonderful conversation and, you know, these these things, when they do kind of hit you like that, it's it knocks you, you know, for a loop. And Sharon, you mentioned earlier in this segment that, you know, it's not un- that unlike being, you know, throwing a curveball of cancer. And, you know, I know that we everybody always remembers their first diagnosis, but I remember that morning I got up, I was all dressed for a full day of appointments, I had my best suit on, and I scheduled this stupid mammogram to get it out of my way. I did it early in the morning, like 7 o'clock. I had no, I had a full day scheduled ahead of me. And when I went there and then they wanted to see this view and that view, I started to realize something's going on here and I did not expect this, you know. And um, when I got, when I finally, the radiologist, um, the oncologist, he pulled me in the back room to show me what he saw. And when he said the words, he says, you know, we can't be sure until a biopsy is done, but I would say 98% sure that you've got a pretty large cancer tumor. And I just about, I mean, I, I lost it. I, I started crying. I went out to my car. I tried to call my husband so many times. I tried to dial the phone on my cell, and I couldn't even see the buttons, you know? I mean, it was, I was a mess. And then when I finally got through to him, he he was so sweet. He heard me crying, and I said, something bad just happened. He he assumed I lost my job, and I said, no, I wish it were that. And and he knew I loved my job at that point in my life. That changed pretty quickly after that. But um, <laughs> perspective, but, right? <laughs> yeah. But he knew it must have been something really awful if I said I'd rather lose my job. And then when I told him what it was, I mean, it just knocked us both for this huge loop, you know. But to your point, Sharon, when you when you get something like this, I mean, I was devastated, and it took a I took a while to kind of figure things out. But what it really came down to for me was. I was working, you know, 14 to 16 hour days every day. I had five kids. I still had three of them at home, but I hardly saw them because I was working full time trying to support my family. And, you know, so yeah, I was providing financial support, but I wasn't the fun mom. I wasn't the one that did things with them. So, you know, this cancer diagnosis really got me to thinking, what, what would I, if I could do this different, what would I do? And the one thing that kind of kept coming back to me was that I wanted to be a good mom. And, you know, I, I knew my kids loved me and I loved them with my whole heart, 
but I wasn't being that good mom. I, I wasn't the one that was there for them all the time. That was dad. <laughs> he was he was the fun guy, you know. Right, but I right. need I needed to be that person, and this this horrible opportunity that came my way turned out to be that blessing that kind of allowed some of those things in my life to begin to transition. So, you know, it was a curveball for sure, but but sometimes those curveballs lead us down new pathways that you know can redirect us and give us something else and you know yeah and and the way i look at it too it's amazing because there was there's more to your life than work right there's yeah. more to your life than this radio show daria um and you have so many amazing talents this really kind of gives you the opportunity to um to be open to those because you wouldn't probably have been had had you continued on with the radio station another 10, 20 years. Who knows? I have full faith that that's true, but I'm, I'm still waiting for that to manifest. I know, and I and I get it. And it's hard. It's hard to to kind of fathom that. So one of the things that we use here at Breast Friends, just to give you an idea before we go on break, is is to ask yourself, what would you do if you absolutely knew you could not fail? It's oh, amazing. Yeah. Are, you, it, are you asking that now or should I think about I, it? I, well, I am. I'm abs- I, 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 you don't have to answer it but, it, but it is definitely something I think is really amazing because, again, just like you were talking about the anxiety and all the questioning yourself and all of those things – um, and and taking personal blame for for a lot of these things that really we don't have a lot of control over, um, and so it, it it does affect our self esteem and our our sense of worth and all of those things. And so if we get that fear of failure out of the picture just for a moment, um, and be able to ask ourselves things like that in such a, an open way where there's really no no blockades for you. There's no limits. Um, it, I think that's one of those tricks to kind of help you see that, wow, okay, a little creative writing and I can perhaps <laughs> do some of these things. You know, something may come up that you hadn't even thought of before. And if you want to answer that now, you can. <laughs> you <know? laughs> We're open, you know, any, any way you want to go here, girl. <laughs> Sharon and Becky, the um, that I I've heard that in one form or another and thought of myself over these past months. And um, the the problem with me is that everything that I that I long to do um, and that I feel that I could do and that would bring me great joy it doesn't say anything. <laughs> I know, I know. And and again, you're young enough where that is still a, a, a concern that you need to, you know. We all need to make a, I mean, even, even with Becky and I, uh, putting together breast friends, um, yeah. luckily we were able to find a way to make some income. Obviously you don't get rich <laughs> at all, uh, you know, doing, doing nonprofit work, but at least we were able to replace a piece of our incomes, uh, so we could keep our heads above water. And luckily we have, we have supportive spouses that can help us with that. Mm, yeah, and, you know, and Dario, when um, we doing, started when doing we, charity work, though, okay. um, it has uh, has been a huge blessing over these months. Like as as much as I can do, um, I'm doing because it replaces that that sense of of, of worth 
of, yeah. um, of, of putting forth something good into the world and um, allows me to re-engage with groups of people, which had been such a huge part of, uh, of everything. Absolutely. Oh, Absolutely. that's really important. I wanted to share with you, Daria, when Sharon and I did first start Breast Friends, it was back, it was 17 years ago, and we had the Remember. opportunity to attend a class, and that was one of the first exercises in this class was what we just asked you. If you could do anything mm-hmm. you wanted and you could not fail, what would you do? We'd already come up with the idea for Breast Friends, but just, I mean, it was just like that that light bulb thing, you know, yeah. but it wasn't. What do we do? Yeah. <laughs> How do we do How this? Do, <laughs> how do we do this? So we actually used Breast Friends as kind of our our plan, you know, for that class. And we put this thing together and we started really expanding on it and expanding on it. And, you know, it was a lot of trial and error in the beginning and we didn't have money and we didn't have any of those things that you need to start a nonprofit. We had no nonprofit experience either. But again, there's no limitations in this exercise, right? <laughs> it's all, yeah, so we, we actually started laying that out and then we actually began to follow some of the things that we laid out. And now here it's been 17 years and we've worked with so many patients over the years and we have programs kind of all over the country now and you know it's it's really been an exciting thing and I think that one question you know that that Sharon asked you a few minutes ago is really quite eye-opening and and you know you said it doesn't pay take that piece out of the equation just what would it look like if it did you know and and you start to really think about because, you know, we, we don't get a lot of money, but we do have sponsors that support our programs. So we didn't have to put it all out of pocket ourselves, which was really cool. So I don't know. It's just it's a really good exercise and something that we really, in fact, we have a program at the prison. And that's where we're at with them right now is asking them that question. What would they do if they knew they could not fail? And it's amazing the stuff that comes out of there sometimes. You know, they want to start counseling retreat centers for, you know, domestic violence victims and, think, you know, all kinds of stuff that comes from their own personal experience. Isn't that fantastic? Yeah, it really is. Absolutely. So we're, we're, we're very blessed to be part of that community down there and that they embrace us so well. And, you know, we've had some breakthroughs and it's really been, it's really been fun. So, so well, on you that. You created that not only for yourself, but for all of those people you touch. And I think you're just so wonderful. Oh, thank you. We, we love it. We, we yeah. really do love it. So, so some of this, I mean, obviously we all have um, our, our challenges that we need to get, get beyond, but at the same mm. time, um, sometimes don't, don't do it by yourself. You know, right. uh, you need, and you need a community to help you yeah. through this, just like, just like our cancer survivors do. Yep. And so I think that is uh uh, one step, just kind of getting a little closer to really what it is that your heart wants to do. Yep. And is on it that stupid note, that that's so hard, though, for me that I don't yeah. that I feel like um, that I I just feel a lot of shame with asking people for help. I I would much rather do something for someone than to I I guess admit my own helplessness. Can you I relate know. to that at all? Oh gosh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Every day, honey, every day. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it is. But I am learning that, um, for instance, I just published my book and it took um, I know. Congratulations. Four, oh, oh, thank you. <laughs> four to five years to get it really done. But um, I was at a one of my retreats that I give. And part of that is 
figuring out what we want to do when we grow up, right? What What's this next step after cancer or after whatever happens to be your stumbling block? And uh, it, it was fascinating to me because I actually uh, took my own advice and, and started talking about my idea of creating this book. And one of the participants said to me, I'll help you. I'm like, what? <laughs> You're going to do what? You're going to help me? And she had written three academic books. So she kind of had the sense of, of how to put it together and how overwhelming it can be. And literally, we met uh, on, a, on about a monthly basis to move me forward. I did, mo- I did all the writing. She did some of the edits. She helped me, but she actually helped me make that happen because I opened my mouth and accepted mm. her help. And, you know, people do want to help, and it's a gift. You they know? do. And it is. I, it is. You're right. Yeah. It is. It's, yeah. um, it just, just like with so many other little things, like cooking for someone or um, mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. it could be, I think, the, the, I think both asking for help and offering help is a way of saying I love you. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It is. And accepting and, and that they, help. And they want to do that because they want to see you succeed as well. So yep. on that, true. we should probably go on break. Yeah. Huh? Yep, we absolutely should. So stay tuned. We'll be back in a minute. We got some more fun stuff coming up. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Thank you for listening today. Breast Friends needs your support. We rely on donations to keep our doors open and to keep this radio program alive. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can visit us at breastfriends.org. You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon. Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. For Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio, visit breastfriends.org and contribute today. When was the last time you felt free? It's time to uncover that feeling again with the compassion of a cross and shield and the power of a card that opens doors to the best hospitals and medical centers in all 50 states. Giving you the freedom to love, to dream, to dance like no one is watching. Regions Blue Cross Blue Shield. Live fearless. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. are tuned into Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. To reach the program today, please call us at 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Becky at breastfriends.org. Now, back to the show. 
talking about what happens when life throws you a curveball with our guest, Daria Eliuk. So, Daria, are you at the place where you've been able to come up with the greatest lesson maybe out of this yet, or is it too soon still? Um, hmm. No, I think that I think the the greatest lesson will come later when I uh, when I feel like I know what I'm doing with my life again. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I can imagine. You know, yeah. When you're back on top in your in your estimation, whatever that looks like. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Not necessarily on top. Just um, not as fearful financially. Um, what I, um, in, in a sort of answer to your question, what would you do if you could do anything and money were not, um, were not part of the equation? Mm-hmm. Uh, one cause that's ex- extremely dear to me is, um, it's civil rights for LGBTQ, uh, the community, um, and, uh, have their rights be lauded and celebrated as equally as, as the straight community. So one thing that I am doing is, um, is I'm in the process of writing a book as well. I'm about four chapters in and I don't want to say a whole lot about it, but it's, um, it's sort of, uh, love letters to people in that community. Um, it's sort of trying to, rewrite or reimagine a part of history that I feel they've been excluded from unfairly. So um, that's a great passion that I'm, that I'm doing right now. I have so much of my heart invested in it that I have this big, like kind of block in fear of failure, which I know is stupid, but um, I'm doing that. And then also I just launched uh, a website after seven months, um, I'm not technically capable at all of, of nearly anything, but I have um, Daria Eliuk, E-L-I-U-K dot com. And one thing that was one of my greatest joys over 20 years in radio was that I, um, I wrote and then read back the next day stories, like little um, personal narrative monologues, um, almost like a, like a prairie home companion-y type thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. And um, on the website, with help that I finally asked for, with a tech angel Good. that I'm going to meet with shortly, um, I'm, people have been very responsive and wonderful over the years in telling me how much they enjoyed those. So I'm going to gradually try to make all of those available for free download. Oh, that's wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's not not overdone so it's it, there's definitely a need there for that so well and, proud and of you. Fig- figuring out your gifts i think that is um a, a huge piece of this too because um i believe that um uh, we're all given gifts and they're god-given and and like my gift of being positive and mm. I'll tell a funny story. I've told it before, but um, for your benefit, I just want you to understand that I didn't always um, accept that gift of being positive. I thought, yeah, sure, everybody's, you know, I'm Mary Sunshine, big deal. What's the, what's that all about, <laughs> right? 
you know, what good is that going to do? Well, guess what? When you're talking to cancer patients or people who don't see the end of the tunnel, they, they cannot, you know, they don't have the hope. That's what I do with that positivity. And it's amazing how sometimes it doesn't look like a gift. It doesn't feel like it's a big deal, but it is something that you have that no one else does that you can give to the world. And it is a big deal. That's very beautifully said, honey. Thank you. <laughs> so what else is next for you? I'm, I'm excited. Um, besides the website, which again is just my name, D-A-R-I-A Daria, E-L-I-U-K, Eliuk. Um, I'm doing a lot of live storytelling events. Okay. Uh, I'm doing a lot with Seven Deadly Sins, which is uh, the amazing Todd Kelly's brainchild. And I've done enough with him to where I'm now going to start to be a storytelling coach for people who have, everyone has a million stories to share. But like you were insinuating, I do have a gift for taking a memory or an idea and manifesting it as a story to read or to tell out loud. Mm -hmm. So um, instead of taking for granted that that's easy for everyone, uh, I'm going to help people that don't feel that sense of confidence with their words Mm -hmm. or with their stories. That's wonderful. You know, and and a, a gift is something that comes naturally to you that you can do, you know, better than than the average person in it without a lot of stress in it. You know, it's and everybody's gift is different. You know, if we all did the same thing, it wouldn't be that much fun in this world. But the fact that there are a lot of gifts and a lot of people, if you're our job is to put it out there and let it shine. That that is our job. And Daria, you are very eloquent when you speak and you are passionate. And that's one of the things we love about you at our at our gala. You just have always just I mean, you can just drive the point home and you're you're so good at that. And I, I think you as a storyteller and coaching people to become storytellers, that's that's brilliant. You know, and you'll do you'll do well with that. So um I also didn't we talk once about the possibility of you writing children's books. Did you tell me you might have an interest in that? Or am I make, making that up? <laughs> no, no. Um Gosh, I'd love to do that with um, with my mother, but not mm-hmm. so much. No, it's not so much children's books. The the um, the genre that I think was most transforming uh, in my own life and made the longest, heaviest, deepest impact was uh, was more young adult fiction, and okay. that's actually what um, the book I'm writing. That's actually who it's geared for. It would be um, adult, you know, n- not not dismissive to adults, but I think that it would, um, it's driven towards the heart of, of those young people that might be, or, um, discover that they are LGBTQ youth. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. You know, That'd there's be just, amazing. Yeah, yeah there's sure. just so much missing in that, in that group. You know, when you think about kids, there's so many issues that kids deal with, you know, teenage kids kind of age, young young adults. You know, they deal with things like bullying and bullying can happen for all kinds of reasons, you know, and to for some it it is that that awareness of maybe they feel a little different than the rest and they don't know what to do with it because they get picked on. I, I just think there's so much 
what you're what you're talking about here is is huge and and really big. So I think that I think that's very exciting. And, and I can't thank wait. you, baby, for acknowledging that and the project yeah. as well. Yeah. The book is um is going to be. It's so weird to talk about it because I I feel like the more I talk about it, the more I'm accountable for it, and then I'm like, oh, yeah, that's 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 that right. does happen. The girl. Yeah, it's going to be ten or twelve chapters. I'm I'm four chapters in. I'm hopefully hopefully going to title it um, "Ever After Fairy Tales for All." But as far as far as that writing is 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 not a huge challenging. Anything that happens after that is what I'm is where my fear lies. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Because you know, like it could who to contact and what to do. <laughs> but it could get attention. So we could for, land on television, um, and I don't know. You don't like TV, but <laughs> too bad. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Ellen, Ellen might bring you on her show. I think she would love to have this conversation with you, especially if she knew you like we do. Um, so yeah, we have really the same cool. hair now. So how how can we support you, Daria, in the efforts? I mean, you've been so supportive of Breast Friends, and and how can we give back to you? What what can we do to support you? through your journey and as you continue down this, this beautiful path you're on. What, uh, what an amazing thing to ask. I, um, gosh, I don't know, just, just keep being wonderful, positive people. And, um, you know, I always feel, I feel happy and, and motivated and good when I'm around you. So maybe just hang out a little bit more. Okay. Well, we can do that. I would say, I would say, um, more broadly, um, it's the, it's the, the connection with, with people I miss the most. Um, I don't have a public Facebook, but I, I am hoping to foster a lot of community with, um, with the new webpage. Good. good. Excellent. That's, That's good. great. Well, I want to, I'm going to do a little selfish plug here for just no, a moment. Um, Daria is going to be our MC once again at our next gala. And uh, it's on May 12th of this year, 2018. And, you know, since people could be listening to this a year from now, if you're hearing this before May 12th, 2018, and you don't have tickets mm-hmm. yet to our gala and you want to come and see Daria in action, we really urge you to get your tickets. You can still do that uh, by visiting breastfriends.org. There's an events tab at the top of the page. Click on that, and you can go online and buy your tickets and come see this beautiful, wonderful creature named Daria in action, and she will knock your socks off. So we just would, you know, I'm, that's, that is shameless because I'm taking advantage of your fans now. <laughs> that's okay. so, oh, they love it. We would, <laughs> but we would love to have some new um, people and new faces. I don't, call, I don't usually call them fans because I, I feel like that's really presumptive. Um, I have a great number of friends, some of whom I've met in person and some of whom I, I haven't. What what colors are you having this year? You well, need to know what dress to wear. Yeah, it's, uh, well, I know you always look so fabulous. Um, the centerpieces are going to be these really cool, like, cherry blossom branches with little birds. So, you know, something yeah. in the pinks and the golds, you know, and the blues, anything in there. Yeah. We'll kind of make it Love easy it. for you. So. <laughs> anyway, um, but Daria, whatever you wear, you're going to just shine like a piece of gold. I know that. You're just amazing. So, so sweet. So Thank you. We are out of time. I want to thank you so much for agreeing to come on our show. And we will have this show available in our archives in about an hour. It will repeat tonight at 9 o'clock. And then um, it'll be, I think it's on tomorrow morning on the Voice America Women's Channel as well. So anyway, we, we again, thank you so much for being here. Um, if you are interested in Breast Friends at all and what we do, go to breastfriends.org. 
Uh, there's lots of information about the programs and services that we offer. There's also a big blue donate button at the top of the page. Feel free to click on that so we can keep this program going. And we will be back next week. Until then, remember, there is always hope, and we're here to help you find it. Thank you for listening to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Please join Sharon Hannafin and Becky Olson again next Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel and Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. There is always hope and we'll help you find it. We'll talk again next time.